0: Zebras, what's up? Hey, welcome to another episode of the podcast. My good friend David Carbajal is on this episode. So so David describes himself as a son, brother, husband, and father. He also is a hotel developer. Like he helps he builds hotels, yeah. And a serial entrepreneur. Now, David and I get into some crazy conversations. We've been friends now for about a year, and we've a very similar mindset, and we're both both very passionate about being dads. So this is straight from David. His soul is driven. His mission is to create a community for expecting fathers, current fathers, and those looking to impact lives through their own strengths and values. So he created this uh, program, this group foundation called dad to Be. So you can realize the most important thing that you can do is prepare for fatherhood and be the person that you want your child to be. Not just once your kid is born, but before when you're getting ready for them to come into this world. David said he was fortunate enough to realize this before his son was born, and his life has never been the same. And trust me, we've talked about this on many occasions. He's super passionate about being a dad. He's super passionate about helping other dads and building this community of reflecting, taking action, and transforming. I love it. And there's nothing more important, nothing more powerful than being a father or a mother right but moms get talked about a lot the dads don't get talked about as much so that's why i'm really happy with with being able to be his friend and be able to talk to him about this he also has a personal journey that'll touch on in this episode that i love it's a journey to freedom spiritually mentally physically financially and he has a personal goal to be free By 43 If you'd like to join that journey, you can go to freeby43.com, which I love the name of that, freeby43.com. Check out on Instagram and Facebook, dad2bhq, dad, the number 2bhq. Instagram, Facebook, David M. Carbajal, that's C-A-R-B-A-J-A-L. He's an awesome dude. I'm so happy to have him on here. And you know, something as a dad that I, I take great pride in, it's keeping my body in shape, it's keeping myself fit and keeping myself strong, right? Not just through like weight training but through body resistance training and through yoga. That's why on this podcast I support DDP Yoga, Diamond Dallas Page. DDP Yoga has transformed my body. It's transformed my strength, my just overall coordination and just the way that I look at myself, just the way that I I look at my ligaments and tendons and all those little body those pieces of your body that when you weight train, you can work certain parts but there's certain parts that don't really get much attention until you let go of the weights and you just focus on body strength. Body weight exercise is amazing. It'll be life changing. I promise you. And I've never felt better after a workout than I do with DDP Yoga. Plus, there's an app you can use. The app is incredible. You can take it anywhere. You can have it on your iPad. You can have it on your your smartphone. Uh, your your laptop. Anywhere you go, you can do DDPY. And that's why it's so powerful. So. I would check it out. Do it for sure. Get a free month. Try it out, and you'll see why I love it so much, and I think you'll fall in love with it too. ddpyoga.com. Let's get into this episode. Talk to David. Let's go. This is Rob Z Radio. One thing that you learned recently, or something big that you learned, that you wish you would have learned when you were five years old, ten years old, fifteen years old. What would that thing be for you? Well, first of
1: all, thanks for having me, Rob. Rob and I, you know, met a couple years ago, and and we've become really good friends. And uh, to answer your question, it's actually something I'm still in the process of learning. But it's a lot of people call it mindfulness or being aware. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I think awareness is probably the most important, biggest habit or skill that you can learn. And, and recently I do wish I knew this, you know, even 10 years ago, five years ago, but, and some people may not get this, but it's realizing that, you know, who you are, who you actually are, not just, you know, your name or not just you know you're this body but you're you're deep inside behind being an objective observer of everything every thought every emotion every feeling and everything that's external i mean it's it sounds you know if you're not open to <laughs> kind of thinking outside of the box or that honed in awareness that you know we just culture society tends to uh, impress upon us, then it's a little um, abstract, I guess you could say. Yeah. But really, I've been I've been studying this for not that long, you know, six months. Um, I've really been on this journey of realizing that, you know, I'm me no matter what happens anywhere else. You know, I'm not going to move, and and it's incredible. I mean, it really is. It's so powerful. It, it lets your mind rest. It lets you hone in on your um, consciousness. You know, you get to focus and zone in on what's important to you and connect with, you know, your soul. And, and when you can do that, I believe that you're unstoppable. When you're working on, you know, what your true, true mission is and your soul purpose, there's nothing that can stop you if you can just stay in that zone.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And if if this is a little bit to kick things off, a little woo woo for somebody to, to hear, yeah. right, right now, um, you, like yeah. <laughs> like you said, you and I have known each other for a little while now. We're in uh, Ty Lopez, who's uh, just look up Ty Lopez online. We're in his business mastermind program, and you and I just hit it off, and that kind of had a similar mindset on a lot of things. And yeah, we've introduced each other to different books, different podcasts, and one of those podcasts was. Uh, Tony Robbins had this guy on Michael Singer, and this is where it, this comes from for me because what you're talking about right now is something. Yeah, I've been on this this journey as well, and the past man, the past two or three months, it's been like ramped up, full throttle. Like I turned the volume the whole way up to eleven. And uh, Michael Singer, look up that podcast with him and Tony Robbins, and then the book is um, well, the Surrender Experiment, but also the. Untethered, Untethered Soul. Thank you. The Untethered Soul, they're just amazing books and he also has an audio course, a uh, video course you can go through. But yes, it's mind-blowing stuff. So if this sounds crazy to you listening to this right now, I'm just I'm suggesting get those books. Check out Michael Singer, you'll see what we're talking about because it's it's so powerful. And also, you introduced me to The Inside Out Revolution, which kind of ties yep. right into it. And uh, I guess starting off right now, because you, when we first met, you were talking about uh, this dad platform that you were putting together. Because you just had a son. I have a four-year-old son. I take being a dad very seriously. It's, a, I mean, bringing somebody into this world and being able to, you know, influence them and mold them is maybe the most important thing you could ever possibly do. Because you have like almost full control over it, which is overwhelming, but also empowering all at the same time, depending on how you approach it. And you seem to follow me a lot in the sense that having a kid gave me more motivation than I'd ever had. I didn't have a whole lot of motivation before I had a kid. I had Max, and it's like I had this empowering feeling like I've got to do something with my life. So talk a little bit about that for yourself. The the learning that you're doing, the mindfulness practices that you're doing, this platform that you've put together, how does that all go into you being a dad, and like what does it mean to you?
1: Yeah, definitely. And and to your point that it was a little heavy and deep to start, but you asked me. <laughs>
0: but <laughs> you it's know, important, what,
1: man. What what is the biggest realization that you've had? But <laughs> you know, going back, I would say that really the transformation within myself has been within this past year and a half. And in that time, you know, I have a year and a half year old. <laughs> um, and prior to when he was born, you know, I really just asked myself what it takes to be a good dad. You know, simple question. And so, I, like I have been for the last 15, 10, 15 years, you know, I do a lot of research. You know, I really enjoy self-development, personal improvement. And I, I seeked out a few books. And it was actually my brother who gave me a book, um, you know, about parenting. And in that book, it actually uh, stated that it was just one simple sentence that just resonated and hit me. And it said, You know, you need to be the person you want your child to be. And it was like, you know, there's all this literature, all these courses, all these books, all this information. And it's one sentence Mm -hmm. that like really hit home. And, you know, after that, I started to look at myself, you know, and ask myself if I represent the values and qualities that I want to see in my child you know, and my son, because I knew he was going to be a boy. Um, And then so that at that point, it becomes a real, you know, time to reflect, time to evaluate where you're at, time to, you know, really look at yourself in the mirror and see who you are, because honestly, at the end of the day, your child's going to watch you, watch who you are, watch what you do, look at the habits you have, and that's who they're going to be. And so it's incredible to have that realization at this time that your life is about to change forever. You're going to have the responsibility, as you mentioned, to create a foundation and create, really mold a human. I mean, it, I like looking at it like an empty jar. Mm-hmm. You know, they're an empty jar and you get to fill it with, you know, whatever you want. And, and it is a, a daunting responsibility but it's, it's also a very, very great opportunity and blessing. Um, so then I went through this, and I'll, I'll just tell everybody now that they're, the most powerful tool that I used is, as I was going through this reflection period, I began journaling to my son, who was unborn at the time. And every single day, I promised that I would write something to him You know, I was extremely busy. I knew I wanted to, you know, the values I wanted to improve or or the items I wanted to grow in. I wanted to lose some weight. Um, I wanted to read more. I wanted to connect with old friends. I mean, there were three or four things that I was focusing on. And every single day, I would write to my unborn son telling him, you know, this is your dad. I'm I'm doing this. I'm on a plane. I'm headed here. You know, tomorrow morning, it doesn't matter. I'm going to get up and I'm going to run. You know, I'm going to run two miles. You know, I want to show you that, you know, fitness and health are important. Um, Talk to you tomorrow. Have a good night. Love you, you know. (laughs) Um, So it's twofold. It's the most powerful accountability partner that you will ever have. And you start to connect and create this bond with this baby that's in, you know, your wife or girlfriend or whatever that may be. (laughs) So I did that, you know, until he was born. And for me personally, I, you know, I lost 30 pounds. I started reading more. I started, you know, just growing a lot more. And I, I started to see, you know, a transformation. And at the end of that, I saw how powerful this was. And I want to share it with other dads or or men who are about to be dads to let them know, you know, these little tiny tricks um, that I went through and I did, just how powerful and, and that they can really make an impact. You know, I also think that it's a true family legacy type impact. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you can change, you go right to the root. I mean, you're changing a man who's going to change his family forever. Who's impacting a child who just, you know, that's a legacy thing. That's just going to transcend forever. Um, so that's why I started, you know, dead to com. You know, the goal is to, create a coaching slash teaching platform, um, and have the community. I mean, there's nothing out there for men. I mean, I, you go online and you can see 10 different forums for women, yeah. but there's no, nothing out there for men. And you know, what I'm starting, what I'm actually working on right now, you know, we have our Instagram. That's probably the hub of most of our community. Um, but what I want to do is I'm, I'm working on a, um, basically a pledge you know it's a it's a form that you just fill out and you know i pledge to you know reflect to take action and to transform that's really the three-step process and you know it's a pledge that a man makes to his unborn son and then from there you know hopefully hopefully he takes action and uh you'll see the transformation
0: yeah, I love that. And this is interesting because you're actually starting this journey before the kid is even born yet, right? Like most dads, and I shouldn't say most, but I mean from my experience, usually you don't have these epiphanies until you have your kid. I didn't. I Whenever Max was, uh, when he was unborn, when he was still in my wife's uh, belly, I didn't have any connection to him. I was like, oh yeah, there's going to be a kid coming. It didn't like dawn on me. It just didn't hit me. Now when he came and it was like, for three, four months in, it really started to hit me. Something something came over me. Um, but I think that's a lot of people out there, especially dads, because you don't have that connection like a mom does with, with the kid. And, you know, I, I was just talking to, this is funny, man, I was just talking to a lady the other day, and she's in her 50s. And she said that her husband did not have this, because we were kind of talking about a similar thing what we're talking about right now and she said that her husband did not have that epiphany until their son was like 15 when he came in and he, she said he collapsed on the floor and he he was crying and he said he had this dream and god came to him in a dream and showed him all of the the ways that he had mistreated his son and he wasn't necessarily a terrible dad he just didn't right. didn't uh, just dad maybe not the awareness that he needed to have early on and i thought wow man that's so it would be so it's sad to realize that 15 years in and then having to go back and like redo things and then she said they have an amazing relationship now that the the dad and the the son do uh but it wasn't that great it was you know it wasn't terrible but it wasn't great whenever this all happened and i thought with what you're doing with starting that before your child is even born that's beautiful man that's so powerful because that is getting you into a mindset that's going to uh kickstart your drive and then also you're setting your son up before he even comes out. You already have notes written to him. You already have things that you want to show him. So you're already in that mindset before it even happens. That's really powerful. And like you said, nobody's, not many people are talking about this kind of stuff. Like being able to yeah, empower yourself as a dad.
1: Absolutely. And, and you know, the other thing is just the, everything on the surface that you're about to get into the most difficult, testing, challenging you know, task and, and period of your life. Yeah. And so if you thought it was hard to change, you know, prior to having a baby and a child, it's going to be 10 times harder, you know, after when you don't have any sleep. Yeah. So, so it's true. It's like, yeah, you need to kick it up and get into gear, you know, for the physical and mental and spiritual strength and reasons to, you know, be there for your spouse and, and grind through these sleepless nights and you need to, you know, it's a good thing to, to, to change just to be that, you know, physical representation of of who you want your child to be. So it's twofold. (laughs) One it's getting you ready to get into the most challenging, you know, uh, phase of your life. Yeah. And, and two, it is, it is just an opportunity to use that, that fear, whatever you may have becoming a dad use it for good to propel you to that next level to transform
0: yeah and the fear that you mentioned that's what it is i have it i'm looking at it right now on my i have a a giant whiteboard in my office and it has fear right it has fear written with two arrows and the two arrows point to failure and success right because fear is what drives pretty much everything uh, on some level and when it comes to a kid yeah it, it might be anxiety it might be anticipation it might whatever you want to call it it comes down to like this this fear that like are, am i going to cuz you could go about it two ways you could go about having a kid and say man this 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 kid that i had is setting me back they're costing me sleep they're costing me time they're costing me money they're wearing me out they're burning me out and if you have that mindset which a lot of parents do unfortunately that's just going to hold you back for moving forward. And that's going to hold your kid back too. I mean, imagine what you're instilling in them just by having that in your mind. Cause you might, you might think like, I think these things, I don't project them onto my, my kids, but you do without even knowing it, you're going to project that because that's what you're feeling internally. It's all energy, uh, not to get too woo woo again. Right. But like, it's all energy, it's all coming out and they're going to experience, especially kids, man, they are so tapped into their emotions. They are so pure. Uh, uh, they don't have all these uh, onion layers like uh, adults do. We have all these layers on ourselves that we have to peel off to get to who we are. Kids are who they are. So if you can then approach that fear in a way of like, I need to succeed. I need to be this person that, like you said, be the person that you want your kid to view you as. That's that's amazing to, to have yourself set up like that, to have your mind set up like that. Uh, is huge. Do you think that that came from you inherently? Do you think that was passed down from from your parents? Where did that come from for you? Because I, I wonder that in any situation, I don't know where mine came from. Honestly, it just was like this inborn, like, it was just the, this feeling that was instilled inside of me. I'm curious as to what you got to say about that.
1: Yeah, for me, you know, my, my dad has always been an extremely hard worker. Um, he set that great example. I mean, he would have worked, you know, two three jobs if he had to, and I always had, you know, fortunately, whatever I needed, and and he'd make it happen. You mm-hmm. know, if I needed something, um, my mom—they were young. My parents were young. My mom was seventeen. My dad was nineteen. Oh wow! When they had me. So the fact that you know I have a younger brother, a younger sister—they're still together, happily married—is to me that's a that's incredible in
0: itself. Um, Did you say you have a younger brother oh, and younger sister? I do, yeah. So, how old were your parents yep. when they had them?
1: Uh, my mom was 21 when she had my brother, and then she was 23 when she had my sister. Okay. So by the age of you know 24, she had three kids. Wow. You know, my mom and dad, man, and uh, they made it and made it work and very strong-willed, and you know, of course, they went through their their trials, but um, you know, at the end of the day, there's still happily married and obsessed with my son you know he's the first grandchild so it's it's awesome to see the joy that he brings to them um but to your point or your question my mom's she's always she's never been afraid to try anything you know even when we were young i remember you know one time she she became a paralegal just randomly went into an (laughs) office and you know, they're asking her, Oh, do you know that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. I know how to do that. <laughs> she's like, she told me later, she said she had no idea what the heck she was doing, <laughs> but yeah, you know, she just went for it. And she's always had that entrepreneurial spirit. I think that actually comes from my, my grandparents as well. You know, they had a gas station and seven at one point had a food truck. Um, so that's always been in kind of our DNA, I guess you can say. Um, but you know, so I've always been curious and, and it's funny, you know how Facebook or or Instagram or something will will send you, you know, ten years ago today, you know, this is what you posted. And a lot of my stuff and it's interesting to see it's the same stuff I'm posting, you know, reading about now. It's motivational stuff, it's it's you know, personal growth and development. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because just growing up, you know, I I I went to school I went to a Catholic school, all boys school um, for high school, Catholic elementary school. And I've always been on the course that, you know, you go to elementary school, you go to, you know, you got to get good grades to get into good high school. My high school was private. Then uh, then you go to college. Then you work. Then you get a good job. And, I, and that's great. I mean, that's great advice. My parents, you know, steered me in that direction. And uh, it's been very successful for me. Um, you know, by day, I'm a hotel development manager and, uh, you know, I enjoy my job, but I still have that entrepreneurial fire and spirit within me that can't be contained. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's interesting that once you kind of step outside of that, um, that box and you get a taste of all the opportunity and uh, this is really a world of, you know, abundance and not scarcity And it's not just a a straight line to where you're supposed to be going. It's hard to to accept and and step back in and just, you know, stay on that line. Um, It's very difficult once you get a taste and once you see, you know, what is out there. Yeah. Um, And uh, so for me, you know, I guess answering your question, I've just always been curious and always learning and it's incredible. I'm telling you, it was that one line in that book I was reading because I've been, uh, I've actually been traveling um, for work. I fly a lot. So, you know, once a week I fly and that's my real time of like, I put on my headphones. I sit there, I read a book, I have a journal, you know, I'll write and take notes and being up in the air and having that, you know, 10,000 mile perspective of things is also very, very helpful, and it helps really put things into perspective. Um, you know, another great book that kind of started this whole spiritual curiosity is uh, called Your Money or Your Life, and it's by Vicki Robin. And to me, that it really hit home. You know, it's, it's essentially saying that we trade our life energy for X amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. And it's like, is it really worth it? You know, when you're off of work and you're home and you're sitting there with your your baby, your your daughter, or son, and wife. You know, are you actually there? Are you busy? You know, worried about what happened that day at work, or worried about what you got to do tomorrow? And it's like, you know, it's, you start reflecting and thinking about what really truly is important.
0: Yeah, I, I man. So I think of my mom, because my mom always said that she didn't, this I think this comes from rich dad, poor dad, but it, she always said that she didn't care about money, yet she went to a job for eight hours a day that she didn't necessarily love to make kind of enough money to, to survive, right? I mean, we made we made enough money, we never, never struggled, ever. Um, but it wasn't like an abundance of money, it wasn't an abundance of life, and it was and I'm not saying this like it's her fault or something like that, right? It's just, it's a shame that, and I'm I'm really fortunate that I, I'm growing up in this era. And I'm sure you are as well. Because if I was me in the 80s, I probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now. It would be so much more difficult. We live in such a, we're, like you talk about abundance, man. We live in this abundant time. It's like an incredible the amount of opportunity that we have right now. That over the past 10 years, this has never existed on the face of the earth, in the history of humanity, this is so new. And why not take advantage of that? And uh, when I look at like what, what my mom, you know, and what I, what I did for many years up until I left my full time job at 33, even though I did do something that I uh, was passionate about, I wasn't passionate about the company that I worked for, and I wasn't passionate that I like you said, like you just have like this, there's something inside of you that wants to do more. There's something inside of you that wants to grow and that wants to uh, change. And then when you start reading powerful books that start to inspire you, you realize you want to make an impact and you want to add value and you want to serve people. And I'm sure some people can accomplish that working for somebody else. But me personally, I felt like and this is, I don't know what it's like for other people. I'm I'm curious to get your stance on it. Because for me, it was like, I had no other choice. I had, I jumped out of my job with $4,000 in the bank. My wife was in nursing school. We had a, a two year old. It probably wasn't the best idea, but I just, I had to, or I was going to go nuts. Like I was going to lose it. And I knew that about myself. So, um, what about you, man? Because I mean, you're building DadToBe.com. You're doing something obviously that you're passionate about. You're serving others, which is the most important thing you can possibly do. And you're getting a lot out of it as well. Where does that balance look for you? Because I know you have that drive, but you also have this great job that uh, supports your family. So, yeah, what your yep. cr- your crossroads? Where are you at? Uh,
1: that's probably the most difficult question, but you know, I'll answer that. But I want to I want to finish the. I had another thought come up as you were speaking. Yeah, um, you know, so just for everybody, you know, I've to myself and to a lot of people, I guess you could say, I've proven that I have, you know, that toolbox and that skill set to be successful, right? That's that's how I'm in the career I'm in. Yeah, but now in in my life, and it's actually the same for my wife, but we need to realign ourselves with what our soul and our heart and, you know, what that drive is telling us to do. So it's actually, you know, I I don't regret anything. I think, you know, the way that I was brought up and and, and to have that toolbox and that set of, you know, skills that I do have now, now I can position that and start pivoting into what is truly fulfilling. And like you said, it's helping people. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no other... Joy or, um, I guess, opportunity to to feel that love. I mean, love is everything, right? I mean, it's incredible when you help somebody. The feeling you get is mm-hmm. unmatched to anything. I mean, instead of you know setting a goal, reaching that goal, and then what you get ten seconds of of joy, and then you try to go after the next one. Yeah, it's like you know that's not what it's about. Um, now to answer your your next question about where I'm at. It's funny you ask because this last, maybe two weeks ago, I've, that's been the, the toughest question to figure out for me. And I, I figured out how I'm going to get to where I want to be. Um, you know, for me, it's, what I'm going to do, is, it's it's a website or a blog I'm going to do that's really just me. And it's, you know, freeby43.com. Oh, okay. And it's me to, to transition from where I'm at, because I need to support my family still. I can't just, you know, jump, but slowly, but surely I can transition. And like I'm saying, pivot to use my tools. That's more, that are more aligned with what my sole purpose is and what my drive is. Um, so really these last two years, I've, it's almost like I was a, in an incubator state, you know, mad scientist testing all kinds of different businesses. And, you know, I was doing, e-commerce stores. I was doing, you know, four or five different businesses I launched. Um, But this year I'm going deeper on these things.
0: Well, this is what's, Um, and just to cut you off real quick, like this is the Ty Lopez model. Experiment with tons of things and see what works, right? And all of those things that you tried, which, I mean, I had a social media marketing agency too that I've now have outsourced, like those things work and they will make you money. But you find out quickly like, oh, am I just going to go from my full-time job to another job that I don't necessarily have a passion for instead of diving in it helps you to find i guess the thing you really want to do by trying all these different things out i'm sorry to cut you off i just wanted to throw that in
1: no that's fine yeah so so my goal just me personally it, i always thought it was a little weird just davidcarvalhohall.com <laughs> so i'm thinking it's more of a you know alias or or something you know free by 43 and and really to me freedom it's not just financially, it's spiritually, it's mentally, it's you know, there there are many aspects to it. Um, so it's really documenting my journey and within that journey it's creating and starting dad to be. You know, it's it's and like you said, I have a, you know, digital marketing agency because in order to promote dad to be, I need to learn all this stuff in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Um so it just kind of aligns. Um but, yeah, no, that's you just asked the the most difficult question. I'm not sure if I really answered it. <laughs> uh, but it's how. you know it's how how do you balance or how do you transition from a successful career to what you're passionate about? Yeah. And without having the you know the typical answer is you just do it, you jump and you you know burn the bridge behind you. It works, I'm sure. But I'm still a little torn between having a, a almost two-year-old and a wife that I need to support, you know, a house payment. Um, so it may happen soon, but I'm not quite there yet. Mm-hmm.
0: And this is the crazy thing. The the older you get, the harder it is to do. And I think that is what happens to, like, you hear these success stories of, like, teenagers or, ki- or kids in their early 20s who are able to, to build these huge businesses and make all this money. Um, and not saying it's it's easy for them necessarily but it's you don't have as much time and much as much momentum swinging in the other direction for you because when you have this time and this momentum of like the I have a career this is what I do this is who I am this is how I make my money to to put the brakes on that and then to transition into something brand new that's that's just you and not bouncing from like this job to this job but you're bouncing from this job to you're bouncing from this job to I'm going to follow a path to find my true passion and it's going to be on my shoulders and I'm going to balance this thing. and I'm going to handle that. That is like a, it's a huge mindset shift, man. And for me, it took me two years of like, it took me probably two and a half years of learning, of changing my mindset, of changing my habits and, uh, Building this passion, building this desire to do this thing before I actually jumped, it took it was at least two and a half years of like mentally going into work and thinking like, all right, I'm doing this right now. I like this, but I know this isn't what I want to do. I know this isn't like where I'm going to end up. And like having that implanted in my brain and then slowly building myself in the other direction, it's it's huge, man. I mean, that's that's the big. That's where the fear comes in, and that's where a lot of people. They have that feeling their whole life. And maybe that thing they love to do is a passion project. Maybe it's a hobby they do on the side, but they never make it their full-time thing. If you can take that and make that your full-time thing, your whole life's going to change. Everything's going to change. It's going to be so powerful. So I think that's awesome that you're on that journey because it's really important to be, to to, to keep it like out in front of you, your vision. You can see it. I, I know where I'm going. I know that I'm here, but I want to be here. And, uh, A lot of that is mindset. A lot of that is habits. You have some strong habits waking up at 3 a.m. in the morning and and doing what you do. Cover that a little bit because that is, I think, also, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, if you're going to start your own thing, personal development is so important. And I didn't realize that until I jumped ship that I was like, wow, I need to double down on me and and make sure I'm more disciplined so I can do this thing and, and do it the way I want it done. So where does that come from you for you, your mindset and like those habits that you have throughout the day?
1: Well, uh, I'm sure some of you have heard it before, but it's proven that, you know, you are the sum of the five people near you or, you know, you spend the most time with. Mm -hmm. And it was a combination of, you know, I I started to associate myself or hang out with my brother-in-law, who's extremely into fitness and his discipline is insane. Um, So it was a combination of, you know, a little osmosis of getting some of his, you know, habits in the fitness realm. And like I was saying, it was during that time when I was journaling to my son. So with that combination, there was nothing that would stop me because I'd, you know, I'd have an accountability partner on the, you know, external type world. And then I had one internally, you know, with my
0: son. Yeah.
1: So it was, uh, that's how I built the habit of, you know, waking up at three or three thirty and trying to get to the gym by four you know, working out till six, getting home, showering, eating, you know, by the time it's seven o'clock and everyone else is waking up, I've had almost a, you know, half a day and I've, I've taken care of myself. Um, and that's, that's actually a good segue into, you know, part of this whole awareness type journey that I've been on. I went to, uh, Sedona. I went on a little retreat with my wife and, and to touch on, you know, taking care of yourself first, there was a a coach or a teacher that, you know, we met with there. And she used to work for the Dalai Lama. Um, she had a, two doctorates, like, you know, very intelligent woman and experience, just life experience. And one of the projects she worked on, she worked on it for 10 years, her and a, a team of five people. And what they did is they studied they said they got to probably about 15,000 families and their goal worldwide. And their goal was to see who is the happiest. Like what traits and what, you know, legacy, family legacy equates to the most happiness. And, you know, typically in everyday kind of societal standards. You know, we have, you know, you got to work, you know, you have work at the top and then you have your family, you know, your kids, your family, then you have your relationship, you know, your spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, wife, husband, and then you have yourself, you know, whatever's left. That's, that's the hierarchy of how we pour or what we pour our energy and our love into. Mm -hmm. And what she found is that there were 0.05 families that, past the you know metrics and the tests that um, they set the parameters that they set to, oh. to be an extremely happy family, and she lived with this one family for, I think she said three months in this little village in I think it was Iceland or or uh, where was it I don't don't quote me it was Ireland or something okay and she lived with them and and she said just observing how they interact with the children and the parents was mind blowing. I mean, she, she said, not once did she see, you know, because typically, well, a lot of people, when their child comes home, say there's, you know, six year old that comes home with a little art piece of artwork from school and you know, mommy, mommy, or, or daddy, daddy, look what I did. And you're like, yeah, yeah. You kind of give him a pat on the shoulder and, you know, stick it up on the fridge. Yeah. Good job. You know, beautiful. She's like, the people here, what they would do is, you know, they'd look at the picture. They'd say, wow, you know, where'd you, like, where'd you get the inspiration for this? Like, you know, why, why did you draw it this way? Just full attention, you know, on that child. Yeah. And like, you know, having a conversation and provoking thought. And she said it was incredible. She said not once, the whole time she was there, did one person in that little village, you know, just brush somebody off. And, and what they ended up finding is that hierarchy that I kind of explained earlier is completely flipped. So it's, you know, filling up yourself first, you know, loving yourself, putting all the energy into yourself. And then that is going to overflow, you know, into your relationship. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you know, you overflow that, that goes into your, you know, your relationship with your kids and your extended family. And then from there, then it's work. And it's like, you know, the, 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 most prominent example that's used is, you know, you put the oxygen mask on yourself first, you know, when you fly and stuff, they're like, you know, if you're flying with children, make sure you put that oxygen mask on yourself first, then you go to the children. And it's that same type logic and mindset that's just been, and that ties into what your first question was of, you know, what's the most mind blowing enlightening, profound thing I'm working on and learning. And it's, it's that self love and it's awareness. I mean, because when you're aware, you, you see a broader picture, and you're not, you know, pigeonholed into what society has kind of drilled into you for the whole, you know, the whole entirety of your life to date.
0: Yeah, and boy, man, uh, it's, it's it's like common sense, in my opinion, but it's not practiced, and uh, and and it's nobody's. You can't really blame it on one person, but. It's so true. Like, doesn't it just make sense that if you can, if you work on yourself and you work on your internal being and you work on like how you treat yourself, how you talk to yourself, uh, just, you know, what you wake up like, what you, whenever you have a problem, how do you talk to yourself inside of your head? Are you beating yourself up? Or are you encouraging yourself? Or are you just accepting the fact that, hey, I have these thoughts? They're not necessarily me. I can just, you know, I can view them. I can. Uh, recognize they're there, but I don't have to hold on to them. I don't have to ride the, ride them out, and you know, act like that is who I actually am as a person. If you can do that, and you can fill yourself full of uh, this th- this love for yourself, and this 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 passion for being alive, this gratefulness for being alive, then obviously that's going to just spill out of you onto everything else that you do in your life. But it seems like nobody talks about it. That's why I think the world we're living in right now, because 10 years ago, I don't know how you would find this information. Before the internet, I don't know how you would find this sort of stuff. Before all these inspirational Instagram accounts and YouTube channels, I don't know how you would find it. And podcasts, I don't know where this stuff would come from. Would you have to buy audio cassettes? Would you have to buy DVD sets to watch this stuff? And maybe you were fortunate enough to have somebody like this in your life who could teach these things to you. But before all of the, the past you know, decade or so, I probably never would have stumbled upon most of these things. And that's a bummer because I don't know anybody in my life who, nobody in my life talks about them. I, I talk about them to other people and then try to, like, enlighten them on it. Uh, but it's very hard to find, especially, like, in a smaller town. You're in a, a bigger city, but, like, in a smaller town, it's hard to, to find those sorts of humans. That, that's, and it's kind of... Uh, I shouldn't say it's sad or disappointing, but it's just, it's a reality. And the internet's changing that. And that's a beautiful thing. And that's what I really love what you're doing with dad-to-be. is like you're going online and telling dads, you know, it's okay to show emotion. It's okay to openly love your kids. It's okay to say, hey, I'm working on myself so that I can have a better home life so my wife can be happier. And I've noticed this man just for myself personally. I, I always... Throughout my life, had uh, just negative internal dialogue, and I would hang on to emotions. Actually, my my therapist didn't diagnose me with, but says I have a lot of this, a lot of traits that are similar to personality, uh, borderline personality disorder. And so, borderline personality disorder is where if you get hit with an emotion, you cling to that emotion, you hold on to it for a long time and you, it's really hard for you to let it go. And I'm like that. Like if I get upset, I hang on it. If I get happy, I hang on it. And there's, there's no reason to hang on to those emotions, but, uh, it's, it's hard to break that habit. So when you are doing what you're doing online and I'm curious what you've, the results you've seen so far, cause you've been doing dad to be for, uh, over a, a year or more now, right? How long has it been?
1: Yeah, I started it about a year ago, but like I said, then I went on the, the mad scientist, you know, just started straying away and, and starting different businesses and taking my attention. But again, this past year, I really honed in again. And, uh, you know, that's my focus. And you're you building, know, gonna, like I said, I'm, I'm.
0: You're building a strong so fo- I, following online. Like the following you're building is, is, is getting bigger and bigger. I'm watching it grow. What are you, what message are you getting from dad? Are they, are they hitting you up? Are they sending uh, messages to the accounts? What are they saying? They because are. Because it's got to be impactful. You know, it's
1: great. Yeah, I'm getting, you know, not that many. I'll get like three or four a day, but some dads are saying that, you know, they wish they had all this information, you know, when their child was, you know, young yeah, because, you know, they're just sitting there and uh, you know, some of the dads I catch that have children already. Um, so yeah, no, it's, uh you know, a lot of moms are actually commenting and providing advice as well. Uh, what I have on Instagram is is basically an open community with both moms and dads. And then the goal is to get, you know, just the dad into, you know, I have a private Facebook group, um, where they can really just talk, you know, they can just ask questions too, not just for personal growth and personal development. You know, they can find other accountability partners in there or they can ask those questions that, you know, they don't want to talk to uh, their wife about, unfortunately, sometimes. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, It's exciting to see things grow. And, uh, you know, I'm actually also working on a book, um, kind of a, a, like I'm saying, a phased out program of, you know, you reflect, you take action and you transform. I mean, that's the process, to transformation. Um, And it it would guide, you know, a soon to be dad through that process and, you know, using all the tricks that, you know, I've kind of learned. And of course, I'm nowhere near where I want to be. Um, but I'm just another, you know, another dad trying, trying my best to, you know, continually grow. I mean, I think just if every day you improve in one aspect of your life, I mean, that's, that's what you're, that's what we're meant to do. I mean, when we're not growing, we're dying. Right. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it's just great to have that energy and, and perspective of things.
0: Do you, in the morning and in the evening, uh, like, go over things? Like, at the end of the night, i always ask myself, you know, what did I learn today? How did I help today? In the morning, I'll ask myself questions like, and this comes from Tony Robbins, what am I happy about? What am I grateful for? What am I committed to? What am I proud of? And when you ask yourself, your brain, your, uh, your true self, a question, you ask whether you knowingly answer it or not, you have to answer that question. So if you ask yourself the right questions, you'll start to get the right answers in your mind, and then you're going to carry that on throughout the day, and people are going to be able to pick that up. My wife picks that up. She notices that like, I'm in a better mood now. I'm happier now than I used to be. I'm more relaxed and just okay with life. I, I used to have FOMO really bad, and always the worry yeah. I'm missing out on something. and it's It's calmed yep. me down a lot. So... Do you do that? What's a practice like that, a practical thing that anybody listening to this could, could put into effect that you do on a, a daily basis?
1: Yeah, so for me, and, then, and recently I realized this, you know, I had always wondered, I'm, I'm just starting to get into meditation, like I, I never knew about it or never knew what it was. Uh, you know, I always prayed. And then I, I asked uh, somebody recently, it was a, uh, like a spiritual coach, uh, what the difference is between prayer and meditation. And they said basically that prayer is asking God to guide you and then meditation is listening. Mm. Yeah. So what I do is every morning I'll pray. You know, I'll look at, you know, I have a little list in my book here, my journal of, you know, things I'm grateful for. And then, uh, you know, kind of set up my day and hit, hit a few targets. And, and then uh, at the end of the day, I like to just, Slowly meditate. You know, there's a. I've been using this app, this Headspace app. Um, it's pretty cool and it has this sleep, you know, component to it. Yeah, it actually works. You know, it's kind of you know float down the river, type thing. But it uh it works. It's uh, it's interesting. It's been a uh, it's been a great year so far. And like I said, and how we opened, you know, the most profound thing is just realizing that. You know we we sit there and we we should observe our thoughts and emotions and let them pass you know let them let them come experience them, but then let them go. Mm-hmm. I mean like you said, you know your therapist said when you when you latch on to like an emotion or a thought, that's when you're fully consumed in that thought or emotion and your consciousness runs with it, your whole day runs with it, your whole life runs with it before you know it.
0: yeah. Yeah, and it impacts everything and everybody around you, and you, you carry that with you. It's like when you're having a bad day and you're like, everything keeps going wrong, well, you're carrying something with you, and that thing you're carrying yeah. is making things go wrong, or if you have a day and everything goes right, you're carrying something good with you, and that's good. And am th- not saying that's a bad thing, but to hang on to one or the other. If you hang on to good ones, you're probably also going to hang on to bad ones at the same time, um, and talking about meditation, man, yeah, it is... Uh, uh, it, it's just a good practice because it's like it's like a tune-up for your brain like we have to you know get our cars inspected you have to turn your computer off and let it rest or it's going to burn out why don't we treat our minds like that and people think that sleeping is that sleeping doesn't really give your chan- your brain a chance to observe itself uh, so when you're consciously awake and you're meditating your your brain has a chance to observe what's going on and it has a chance to flush things out and kind of hash things out on its own and you don't even need to do anything you might feel like you have to do something in there you don't really have to you can if you want to but headspace yeah i used headspace for three years and it was the best three years the best money spent ever because the 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 benefit you get from that program and the different um the different sessions he puts you through are phenomenal it's just a phenomenal the sleep one's amazing i love uh, turning parts of your body off. The one I used to do was like, it would be like turning a switch off on your feet, turning a switch off on your legs, turning a switch off on your stomach. Like you like turn your body off and eventually you'd pass out. Um, so I don't want to hold, up, hold, you, hold you up too much. I want to have, ask you one more question. This goes back to being a dad. Anybody who's younger, because you and I had kids when we were in our 30s. I think once men are in their 30s, it's much easier to be a dad. You're, you're more calm, you've lived your life, uh, to some extent. So you've got a lot of that out of the way. What do you say to a dad who's you know 21 years old, 22 years old, who's having a kid and they might not even understand the, the, the weight of it, the, the importance of it. They might not even, you know, uh, be in any way, shape or form, any way, shape or form prepared for it. What do you say to them?
1: Well, that's a tough question. Um, but really it'd be the same thing. I mean, unfortunately they got to do, they have to do it quicker than most people, but they should reflect on who they are and, mm-hmm. it, and ask themselves if, you know, what they're doing now, who they are, is what they want, you know, the qualities they want to see in their child. It's the same thing. I mean, it's just, it may be fortunate, actually, that mm-hmm. they did it sooner and they were forced to really reflect and make the change. You know, I, I wish I knew this stuff 10 years ago, Yeah, but I didn't have that. That fear, like I said, of being a father, to really make me internalize things. Mm-hmm. I, I just wish I had it sooner. Actually, it, it's a <laughs> to answer your question, it's probably a good thing
0: because <laughs> you got to learn all these lessons.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, no doubt, man. And I, yeah, I think I was just talking. The reason I asked you that, I was, I was talking to a twenty-one-year-old. A couple of days ago, who's going to have a kid here in a couple of weeks. He's still in college. And I was just kind of passing some advice along to him. And I was like, just rem- just try to remember that you're, you're shaping this child's life. So I know you're going to get frustrated. I know you're still young. You haven't had a chance to like be young. But understand that everything you do is impacting your kid. And they're going to look at you as an example. So I always hated that statement. Uh, do what I say not what I do I hate that statement like you can't expect somebody to watch what you do and not follow what you do the, the words don't mean no. anything the actions mean everything
1: no that that's a ridiculous statement I mean it's it's uh hypocritical it's it's just wrong on so many levels
0: yeah unfortunately it's been used many many times and that's that's whatever. I mean, that is the way that it is, but hopefully somebody could think about that and be like, man, that's the way, that's the way my mom or dad treated me when I was a kid. I never liked being treated that way. And just think about like how, cause we can all remember being a kid. I can remember being, I'm very tapped into like what I felt whenever I was a kid. And I can remember like people doing things and me thinking like, why would you do that? Why would you do things in that way? It doesn't make any sense. To, to treat people that yeah. way.
1: You almost don't even need to say anything if you just live the way you want your child to be. Really? Yeah. I'm not even, <laughs> I mean, you, you rarely have to say anything.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. If you can keep it that simple, really, and it's always the, the simple, simple is best, keep it simple, stupid, the old kiss method. Uh, but saying and doing yep. are two different things. Um, David, thank you so much, man. I always love talking to you. We always have amazing conversations. I'm glad we got to finally record one and, and, we got, we got it here to put out to the world. Uh, if people want to contact you, if they want to talk more to you and uh, be a part of your program, your platforms, how do they find you?
1: Yeah, I'd love for them to actually, on Instagram, they can message to 2 bhq for headquarters, um, You know, send me a direct message, and I'll get back to you. You can reach me at David at dadtob.com, or uh, you know my personal Instagram as well david m carbajal and that's uh c-a-r-b-a-j-a-l
0: very cool thanks man all that information also is in the show notes so if you need to find that and you forget what he said just go to the show notes you can find it there as well and click on the link david thank you so much uh this was awesome and i can't wait you know uh, i think a a year now in the future and and you've taken this thing to the next level i want to see where you're at and what epiphanies you've had what breakthroughs you've had and we'll, we'll touch base here again in a little bit
1: absolutely i mean it's been a pleasure to to speak to you again like we always you know we always have great conversations and uh yep just looking for some help to grow this community and uh, get it out there to the world and really you know make some change
0: very cool thanks man
1: thank you rob have a good day
0: powerful 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 episode man there's so many so many nuggets you can pull out of there so, so many nuggets i'm gonna pull out of there to use later on that's why I love talking to that, dude. We have so many good conversations. I finally got to record one and get it out there for you. David Car- David Carbajal. His name's so good, I got to say it twice. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, David, for coming on, dude. Instagram and Facebook, David M. Carbajal. C-A-R-B-A-J-A-L. And Instagram and Facebook, Dad2BHQ. Dad, the number 2, B-E-H-Q.com. Uh, great guy, man. And just a great episode. So thank you for listening. DDP yoga is powerful. Change your life with DDP yoga. And trust me, dads out there, you're going to be a dad, you might have back issues, you might have knee issues, hip issues, you need DDP yoga to pick your kids up. You're going to do so much leaning over, so much bending over, so much carrying all the diaper bags and the, the stroller, the car seat, the kid. Trust me. That's why I got into DDPY. One of the main reasons was all of the strain my back and my shoulders were taking from uh, having a kid that I, I got out into this yoga platform, which is strength conditioning, strength training, body resistance training, mental training. It's incredible. ddpyoga.com. Thank you for checking out the podcast, Zebras. All the music on this podcast is by Jake Over. Jake Over. Search for him on Facebook. He's an incredible music producer out of central Pennsylvania. And as always, if you're listening, please subscribe, review, leave a comment subscribe leave a review leave a comment if you like what we're doing on here it's all about being the teacher that you needed the teacher that you needed what does that mean you were in school you lived your early parts of your life and you didn't have that teacher in your life somebody to show you the way Be that teacher for yourself. Be that teacher for others. And that's why I wanted David to be on here to really talk about that point as well, to drive that point home. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you next time. Peace out. Have a great day.
1: This is Rob Z Radio.